Let's talk about the decoms. Let's talk about the D. Let's talk about the decoms. We're talking about the D. Hi, and welcome to Talking About the D, the DCOM podcast where we watch all DCOMs and see what they're about. Or in my case, watch them for the first time and see if they're any good. I'm Emily Keane, and as always, I have my co-host Lizzie Gurman here. Hi, Lizzie. Hi. It's just me. It's just you. It's just <laughs> the two of us this week. You guys are stuck with us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, no guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're doing uh, Halloween Town, mm-hmm. special for the spooky season. October. <laughs> yes, uh, and we're not just doing this one, but we're doing Halloween Town 2. Yes. yes. So this month you're going to get two episodes. For the price of one. Wow. Which, what a deal. What a deal. <laughs> um, I hope you're as excited as I am, and I hope Emily is, but if not, just me. <laughs> That's cool, too. Uh, we got our pumpkins out. We got some candy corn. Yep. <laughs> really cute pumpkins. This candy corn is from Ralph's, and it is... Um, it's got some crazy flavors. Yeah, so there's regular, and then what's that one? Chocolate, and then there's a cinnamon one. I think... It's the, gourmet candy corn. Well, yeah, everything Jelly Belly makes is gourmet. <laughs> so they have gourmet um, jelly beans jelly as beans well. Are then, or are they candy Oh, corn? well, what is it? What is a candy corn if not a jelly bean? If not a Halloween jelly okay, bean. I'm going to try one of these guys. What, what flavor do you think that one I is? I think it has all of the flavors, right? I think they're separate. Oh. Because they have different colors. Okay, see? so I think the so I think dark. That's candy corn. That's regular. That's this is chocolate. cinnamon. This will be cinnamon. Yeah, okay, let's do try it. the cinnamon. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> it is cinnamon. Mm-hmm. It's pretty underwhelming. Really? <laughs> Chocolate's no. not good. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Another fault. Chocolate's available. Oh, God in heaven. Let's try the regular candy corn. Maybe I'll just eat part of one. That, like, barely has a flavor, but I guess that's what candy corn tastes mm-hmm. like. Here are just the regular straight-up candy corns. This seems ripe. I better try the weird chocolate one then. Maybe it's just me. No, that's weird. Okay, good. (laughs) I feel better. All right, let me try a normal one. Because it's like a chocolate-flavored candy. Mm Mm-hmm. This is pure sugar. It is, Which is straight sugar. I've never found them to be particularly exciting. Me either. They look great. They look great. Yeah. Put them on a cake. Whatever you need to Love do. Love the look of them. <laughs> the make, aesthetic. I'll make, you, I'll make you a candy corn cake. Mm-hmm. It'll probably just be a vanilla cake with different colors. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> oh, God, they are sweet. Yeah, they just taste like sugar. Yeah, it's just, just it's straight sugar. It's like sugar, sugar with maybe the tiniest bit of like a caramel flavor. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But that's it. Oh. That's the cinnamon? Mm-hmm. It tastes like cinnamon. Well, straight but, cinnamon. It tastes like a red hot. But it's not... An exciting flavor. <laughs> God. Very bland. You're like, bland. I need one of these. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the... Ch- oh, the cinnamon is, is for me because I'm not a spicy person. I just, <laughs> It's just an intense... Too, too much spice from the cinnamon? Yeah. I'm just a regular 
Midwestern girl. <laughs> you can't, can't handle too can't, much. Can't handle any spice. Cannot. You cannot. Put a bit of black pepper on something and you're like, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'll cop to it. That's fine. Ooh, but it's like addicting though. <laughs> the spice is well, like. What's the problem with this stuff? Because mm-hmm. it's sugar. And sugar is addicting. Yeah. The cinnamon is. But anyway, back, nice. back, back, <laughs> back to the movie. A little. Uh, I was called Candy Corn can- Corner. Candy Corn Candy Corner. Candy Corner. <laughs> Candy corn unboxing. Yeah. <laughs> unboxing, yeah, that's right. Maybe we'll post a picture of these weird looking, they, yeah. they really do look weird. They're like fat candy corn. Yeah, it's like. very strange. <laughs> I don't know what the... I guess that's what makes them gourmet. See, these ones, it doesn't say gourmet. Mm. You're right. What it's is on, that? It's only these ones It reminds me of how some ketchup says fancy ketchup. Fancy ketchup. And it's because it's an actual... How do you, um, how do you have fancy ketchup? It's an actual food like designation. It oh. has to do with the ingredients. Really? That makes them fancy. Yes. I thought it was just hilarious. <laughs> but it Ketchup is one of those things that you can make it yourself, but it will not taste better than just Heinz ketchup. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe you. I've or, never tried. Or tomato sauce, as we call it in Australia. Really? Yes. Really? It says, actually, does it say ketchup on the bottle? I'm not sure. If you say ketchup, everyone knows what you mean, but everyone just calls it sauce, tomato sauce. Wow. Because we have tomato sauce as a separate thing, you know, that that goes in. Like pasta stuff? Yes, or that goes in like a soup, like you may use as a... um, That we'd call passata. Fascinating. Which is the Italian term for it. Well, that is... Which is just a straight... I feel like there like are few things. things that I still don't know about Australia, and that was one of I'm, them. I'm sure there are many. Oh, sure, but <laughs> I like to think that I know everything already. Yeah, but no, that, is fa- that is genuinely... It's tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's a little bit of trivia. There you go. <laughs> Un-Halloween-related trivia. Wow, the aftertaste of these candy corns it's is horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, oh. I'm happy I have this espresso. <laughs> yeah, I already finished my coffee. I'm sorry. So. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let me know if you need to pause. I understand. Yikes. I'm going to go have one of these sour, Ooh. sour candies I have. Can I have a sour candy? Yeah, you can. Scandinavian swimmers. Trader Joe's is helping me out. What are, are they little fish sour candies? Kind of, yeah. <gasps> oh, fun. Thank you. Oh, they're huge. Oh, man, what is the shape? What's the shape, though? Oh, that's delicious. Mm-hmm. Woo. Woo. They're pretty sour. They're really sour. And this was clam shaped, by the way. Oh. If you were curious. I had a starfish. Yeah. It was just kind of a circle, but not quite. Oh, it's got I little... think it's a clam. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Hard to express that shape. Okay, okay, that's a much better taste in my mouth mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does say super sour Scandinavian swimmers. They were correct. They're tasty. Because I'm used to eating um, like Sour Patch Kids mm-hmm. at work, which are delightful. But I they're... don't think they're as sour as those. No, they are not. Because I, I eat one of those every day. I eat a packet every day. Or at like 3 p.m. Because <laughs> we have them at the desk. A and, picture uh, of health. <laughs> <laughs> They're so tiny. Just another big. With a little peck sour patch kids. Mm-hmm. Just like six or whatever. Oh, that's not too bad. No. Your body doesn't know. It's not it enough. Does. It's it not. Does. <laughs> but. Oh my God, whatever. 
Right. Okay. Q, Halloween Town. This movie, yes. <laughs> um, What's it about, Lizzie? Mm. For those that don't know, I feel like most people will know. Who can say? Because this is one of the big ones. Yeah, it's a one of the bigger, um, one of the heavy hitters. And it's about Marnie Piper, who's 13. And um, she lives with her mom and her brother and sister. And she finds out on Halloween night, on her 13th Halloween night, that um, her... Uh, her grandmother, who is Debbie Reynolds, is a witch, and her grandmother lives in Halloween Town, and she is also a witch, and her mom is also a witch, and so her f- siblings and Marnie follow their grandmother into Halloween Town and um, help her defeat the evil force that is threatening yes. the lives of the inhabitants. There's a problem in Halloween Town. There sure is. Also, disclosure: I grew up saying Halloween. Halloween, and you say Halloween. I do, and there is an A in it, so I I think it should be pronounced the way you say it. Is <laughs> Halloween? I, mean, I also grew up in a place where Halloween is not really mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. So well, I mean, on one count, you guys are doing it wrong. It's not your fault. Like, like I think I really would have enjoyed this movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. But How is Halloween celebrated? To what extent is Halloween celebrated back home? A lot more now because mm-hmm. globalization means people are really into American stuff. Yeah. Um, right. <clears throat> although I always used to think, like, because when I was a kid, a lot of adults would be like, Halloween, that's an American thing. This isn't America. And I was like, it's actually a European thing. But, uh, <laughs> Touche. It's not, it's not actually an American thing, right. but they just do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Our but, specific celebrations are very, quote unquote, very American. Yeah. I used to, there was a family up the street from us who would always trick or treat, and then it, couple of times I went trick-or-treating but most of the time nobody knew what was happening really so they would often just end up giving you money really (laughs) yeah wow or like random stuff like you know whole blocks of chocolate or something (laughs) what am I meant to give you and we were like you know sweets and chocolate or lollies as we called them right Mm -hmm. um and they would be like oh here have this like um I only did that like one or two times. Okay. Really. Uh, but we did sort of get used to it because the family up the road that had five boys would always do it. Why do you think they did it? I don't know. I think they just thought it was fun. And then there okay. was a ha- there was another house sort of next to theirs that had some younger kids. And so once that family's kids got too old, the other house, their kids started doing it as mm-hmm. well. So my mom always had like some stuff ready for them sure yeah i don't know if anyone still comes around though but mm-hmm. yeah but it wasn't like a massive thing yeah um and then when i was in like high school and later you know some friends would have a halloween party sure but that was really more just like a costume party yeah really. um, yeah did you do the decor? What was? Are there decorations? And are there? Is there like? Or is it kind Not of just really. a general I, party? I did carve a pumpkin once. Oh, okay. I'm wondering how we got a pumpkin. <laughs> it was a five hundred dollar pumpkin. Yeah, it's not like here where the outside the you know the supermarket right, massive course. bins full of pumpkins. Yeah, like yeah. Also, the season's different. It's springtime. Absolutely. So how how I, did you come across a pumpkin? Even, but. 
Yeah, so I don't even remember. I guess they just had them and got some once and I carved. I only, maybe did, it, t- I only did it once. I yeah. Um, I was going to say maybe it was rare and you took it advantage of the fact that there was a gourd, yeah, you know? I guess so. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like now it's more popular, but I don't know if it's popular amongst kids or if it's more popular amongst adults. Mm-hmm. Because there's definitely usually Halloween parties at, like, clubs and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, the older you get, you know, you just, it's an excuse to have a party. Yeah, Which is true of Americans as well. dress up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know how much the kids are doing it these days. And does it have a, is it, like, spooky or is it really just, like, dressing up? Do you know what I'm saying? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, It's been so long since. That's totally fair. Because uh, I think I did it like one, once or twice when I was sort of around twelve. Okay. Like, I don't. Because that's on the that's on the late for a lot of kids. That's the later. Right. You know, you might not trick or treat around that time. You might feel weird about it. But no, I've, I feel like the rules are different. Obviously. Yeah, because you wouldn't have known what it was until you're about that age. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. Because um, it's not on television. No, it's not. there's not, like, a lot of Halloween content mm-hmm. I feel like it can't be, it just can't be spooky because you guys are, it's springtime. Like, it's just not a yeah, spooky time. Yeah, it's not the same. There's no leaves. Yeah. Uh, it's it's getting, like, October. It'll be decently warm by then. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's warming up quite a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the end of October, it's going to be pretty warm yeah like yeah my, it's just not my birthday's in november and it was usually hot mm-hmm. by then got it i think it's interesting how i mean i i've always thought it's interesting how the other hemisphere and so you're celebrating like christmas when it's very hot mm-hmm. as opposed to but halloween in particular is so seasonal right like it i mean we've made christmas to be like um snowy etc etc but you can still have christmas i think without those things because well, i mean we just for christmas we just do exactly what you do mm-hmm. but in summertime <laughs> <laughs> right and i do, the, the popularity of that season probably has dictated like maybe that's yeah. the appropriate thing to do whereas halloween first of all it it had it only exists here because of the which you know fascinatingly enough you know you guys the it's the celtic influence that right. has it here whereas you guys have a lot of celtic oh, obviously yeah. influence Massive. but it just didn't well, happen but I mean, the I feel same like way because it's like a religious holiday isn't it there's some sort of religious halloween connection. yeah uh the the it has a significance to the so it's it's it was you know the solstice um but yeah. then the Catholic Church co-opted All Saints Day to be right. Then next, but but it also I don't know if this, but there's you know Dia de los Muertos and like other other cultures have similar holidays that That's right. and were that melting pot where it's like they all came together to to reinforce the significance of like this is the the end of fall and now yeah. we're moving into I mean that's very pagan like like denoting the end of a season and moving into another yeah, yeah. one. 
Um, well, pretty much every Christian religious holiday is a pagan holiday that they reappropriated to try and convert people. Right. Because Christmas is the winter solstice. Right, right. Easter is the goddess Hestra. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Who had a massive hair, which is why there's the Easter bunny. Uh, yeah, I forgot like, about that. That um, is true. And then... Because it's like, it's a different time every year. Yeah. And it's like, well, it can't be <laughs> the same thing. Like, um, there was a thing, there was a... Um, Again, we're sh- we should we can cut this. It doesn't matter. But um, I saw I saw recently there was a um, scientist. So there 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 are writings about um, the crucifixion, the crucifixion of Christ. Okay. That there was a um, that there was a uh, what eclipse that happened. Oh, People okay. actually like have the writings about. I think the crucifixion line up with these writings about an eclipse and scientists went back and they found out that it happened on like November 22nd of our calendar. Yeah. And um, so we know the crucifixion, obviously we celebrate the crucifixion in yes. the springtime and the resurrection, but like it happened in November and it's because yeah. we, they're just like spreading out the holidays to line up with the already established yeah, popular pagan holidays. Basically all of the holidays don't actually line up with when the real events right, happened. Right, right, because... Um, yeah but halloween i do think is not does not correspond i mean all saints day but it doesn't correspond with any cool like christian i mean again all saints day is the christian holiday but there's no it it functions outside of that you know what i mean it does it's the it's on the eve of all hallows day or all saints day there you go yeah um Halloween. Which is a Christian thing. That's why it's, yes. it's Halloween, because it's Halloween. Yes. That's why it's Halloween. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You're exactly right um, as far as that yeah. goes. Yeah. It says it It also originates from a Celtic harvest festival called, like, Samhain? Samhain. Samhain. Okay. Is that so I just happened. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. So that would have been the pagan thing that they right yeah that they're that appropriating lifted from which i think Samhain moved around but Samhain was like it was the festival it was the it, well it's a harvest festival it's har- yes and, and that would be when you'd be harvesting yes because you're preparing for the for winter, the winter. <clears throat> yes and um, it was the even even the druids <laughs> back then we're like this is a very spooky time because they designated it as like the time when this is legit the time when the, the quote-unquote veil between the living world and the people who have moved on is very thin mm-hmm. and your descendants may come back and be able to communicate with you and that kind of thing and that idea that's is part the, of that's the dia de los yes absolutely is, like it is a, not an uncommon yes. and i do think it's very interesting to think about um why it is true that all these culture that many cultures came up with the same like same time of year that is like a um spooky do you think it's because the days get shorter yeah like that's around when we would go off daylight savings time mm-hmm. i yeah it absolutely is and or just maybe like a little earlier, i don't even know if it's it could just specifically be the the fact that you know the druids were like sun very specific about the sun right. so it could be when they like no quote unquote like not quote unquote but they no started noticing the days were getting shorter and they're like man the 
it might not have like this year might be the year where the days get short forever and we don't know and, if it's and the ever days come out all night right so. and we need to like have they <laughs> and the day yeah exactly like we don't know what's gonna happen but there there's a lot of um how do you think they felt in like Iceland, but <laughs> no, no, totally. Greenland. Fuck those countries have have it's interesting darkness for months. Darkness for months, and that's what's so. That's what I think is so interesting about like. I mean, the British Isles where the Druids were mm-hmm. were from, which even the Druids came from, came over. Like those were not the original inhabitants, which I didn't know that. Mm. But the, even the but Druids the British Isles were, get pretty. Really long days and some are really short days in winter. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't even know. I don't understand how people survived in Sweden in the Scandinavian countries. Like, it blows my mind. And they also, I... I think it's interesting. I don't know what their their rituals and whatnot. But we, the... I think, again, because we had so many Irish... Basically, we had so many Irish and English immigrants come over... Mm -hmm. And they brought over, you know, jack-o'-lanterns, which were gourd, which were um, radishes or like oh, okay. radishes, a little, a little thing first. What's the word I'm looking it for? It could be a gourd. No, yeah. It's it could a, be quite small. Yeah. Um, that, which they carved those first and then it became a pumpkin. I don't know why, okay. but it was initially and you, um, and, and, um, soul bait, like originally trick-or-treating was going children going around asking for food to use as um um we have to appease our ancestor the souls of our ancestors Ah. and we need food to do that so you would that you would get food and then it became trick-or-treating and then interesting and then the there are really cool if you look up um like the the they would the druids and the celts would use um like very cool animal mat like they would put a skull mm-hmm. on their head right, you've right. seen that um and that was to confuse the spirits who could do you harm yep. um and then that became it all kind costumes. of became costumes yeah. and all of the it's it's always so fascinating how those traditions come about Mm -hmm. and how you also don't really think about any of them yeah like why do we give presents at christmas i believe it's because the three kings gave presents at christmas i didn't know that yeah i could be wrong but i think that's why i think you're right yeah (laughs) yeah well every um, every every all of the all like literally every for for halloween easter and christmas which i think are the three major (laughs) i would say uh holidays that are say major around the world around the world you have thanksgiving but that's only a here absolutely and Canada thing and there's like. no um well and what i was going to say was they have some um cr- religious christian specifically like component yes, to them they do they all every single tradition that we have basically that isn't like about the church that it, um chris from the christmas trees to the stockings yep. those are all pagan (laughs) um which is cool which is really interesting you know it was a previous things are yes absolutely (laughs) because we gotta get people in this religion how are we gonna do it well you already celebrate this why don't instead of celebrating that you celebrate this right right we have a holiday things but now it means this yeah 
we have a holiday that's just like your holiday. Yeah. But it's about Jesus. Yeah. It's about this guy. <laughs> and you can Ooh. use all the stuff. You can use the spruce trees and yep. you can use the stockings and the and the guy who visits you. But, but it, now it'll be this thing. Right. But now it's this <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We have not talked about the movie. <laughs> But we did give a cool history lesson. We and did. You're that, welcome, listeners. <laughs> I hope you feel enlightened now to our very unresearched history lesson <laughs> that's probably filled with inaccuracies. Probably. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so but I'm Samhain. Okay. That's, that's how you pronounce one. it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I should know. I'm very Celtic and Gaelic I, in my history. I, I just do. I just really enjoy looking at research not re- reading a book I just yeah. like reading about yeah. it I'm like what did they do oh it's so much fun I like reading about that stuff too a pumpkin it's comes awesome. from a gourd and it was Jack from who's lost his soul and yeah. you know etc I love to feel more intelligent than other people me too so well I read whatever I always think about like what is what is the origin of this thing that everybody mm-hmm. knows about like, mm-hmm what? What is that? So that I can throw that little <laughs> jam out in conversation and be like, Such yes, that's as. right. I have a master's degree. <laughs> Not at anything particularly useful. Not but. in this, but <laughs> it certainly I have a master's I degree. I took like three history classes in undergrad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you just got to read books. You really do. That's like I do. You really do. Yeah, yeah. No one actually needs a degree in anything. You just got to <laughs> read books. A degree just forces you to read the book. <laughs> You can do that. And then without... lets everybody else know that you've read those books. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all it is. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, Halloween Town. Yes. This is a great movie. It starts out. We're on a street, somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. And there's sugar treating. It's Halloween. You get the theme music, which very. I, I can play it in my head, but that's because I've had it in my head since I was five I don't or remember it, but I do know it was written by Mark Mothersbaugh. Who's that? He was in the band Devo back in the 70s. <laughs> Stop but it. But he has also made, he's done a lot of TV scores. Wow. And like theme songs Well, and stuff. this one is enduring, in my opinion like let me see what, please what are some of his famous ones good for oh, you he did, for... he did the rugrats theme no way yep. um let's see this is the information that people care about <laughs> not the entire 30 minute conversation we've had <laughs> just this. but just this wow that's that's really good um trivia yeah he did the rugrats theme he did rocket power a lot of like stuff. That's surprised. From... So, so he did Nick. Looks. It sounds like he did Nick. This is a Disney. He did, obviously, he did a few Nickelodeon things for sure. Okay. Um, let's see. He did the music for The Last Man on Earth. He did uh, music for Enlightened. Music oh. for People of Earth. Wow. So he's uh, still very much. What we do in the shadows. Aww, the, the TV, TV show. show. Um. And Honestly, then... good for him. He's done a lot of movies as well. He did the score for Happy Gilmore, um, a few Wes Anderson movies. Really? Yeah, he did Rushmore and Bottle Rocket. Okay, the early, the early, early ones. Early ones. Yeah. Um, he's done a few more Disney Channel ones. He did Can of Worms. Uh, we've got Halloween Town, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. He, did he do the other Halloween towns? He did. 
He did number two. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> um, his he did the Even Stevens movie. Mm-hmm. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, Life Aquatic, so another Wes Anderson. Wow, yeah. Um, most recently, oh, he's been doing lots. Like, he's done the Lego movies. He did Thor Ragnarok. Is he the composer on these? I think or, so. Wow. He's done, he's one of the, like, most working Absolutely. composers in Hollywood, but I feel like because he's not doing those massive Oscar movies, a lot of people don't know about him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he's certainly doing um, Oscar adjacent. Like he's still doing blockbuster. He's doing really big movies yeah. and big TV shows and stuff. Like he did the um, the Twenty One Jump Street movies. He did Second Pitch Perfect. Wow. Um, I would yeah, like to like, shake his hand. And then, yeah, he was in the band Devo, which famously had the song Whip It. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother, because I think Devo was kind of all the kind of all the brothers in this one band. Okay, it was just him and his brother Bob. But sure. Bob is also a composer. Really? So they often, they've done some collaborations together, um, like Rugrats. Um, takes two minds to come up with. Takes two to come up with that. Mm-hmm. Sort of deceptively simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we all learn to play on the, because it's just thirds. It's, yep, on the piano. Mm-hmm. That's the one. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's yeah, cool we, that they're really good at like Rugrats and Halloween Town, which is like requires a very simple melody. And then they can also do. Right. Or he can anyway do Thor yeah, Ragnarok. Big and, ones. Yeah, but I mean it's that range. I feel like the the really simple scores like that, or like theme songs. Yeah, it's another skill entirely to be able to do a catchy, memorable. Absolutely, theme song. yes. That's I'm sorry. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yes, it's like a different um, skill because the score is score. You know, score just needs to sound like score. Yeah, but to yeah. make a, a theme song that like. If you've ever seen Rugrats, you're always going to remember that theme song. Yeah. Like, you have to see it, like, one time. Yeah. Yeah. It's ingrained in mm-hmm. all of our brains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Thank you for doing the um, the research on that. I didn't think to look him up. There you go. That's very cool. Well, I don't know who I wrote see, it or anything. <laughs> whenever I see his name pop up, I'm always like, oh, Mark Mudsville. Oh, good for you. Um, good for you. Here. Are you I looking it up? the director actually has done a few interesting things. Dwayne Dunham is his name. All right. And he, yes, he has. He's worked with, um, he was an editor before he became a director. Mm-hmm. And he was an editor on Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and Blue Velvet. So worked with George Lucas and David Lynch. Wow. And then I think he directed a lot of episodes <gasps> of Twin Peaks. He directed Homeward Bound. And he directed Homeward Bound. Holy crap. Yes. And yes, I see. more Disney Channel movies. He did 13th Year. Yeah. Twin, Pe- <laughs> Twin Peaks and then the Disney stuff is pretty good. Yes. What a... Um, and now he's an adjunct professor at USC. At USC. Good for him. Yeah. So you could go learn he from won, him. He won an Emmy Award. 
for Twin Peaks. Yeah, he was the assistant editor on Star Wars, Apocalypse Now, Apocalypse The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was the it was an editor on Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Blue Velvet, additional editor on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Good for him. Uh, he directed and edited Homeward Bound. What the talent? Um, yeah. And edited and directed Twin Peaks. Yeah, I see that. Edited and directed Halloween Town. Directed a number of other... Oh, he directed Double Teamed. Wow. There we go. Wow. We're in the presence of... What a guy. What a guy. (laughs) So that's... That's the director. Yeah, who wrote it? We got Paul Birnbaum, John Cooksey, and Ali Matheson. Uh, none of them have a... No, so... Okay, that's fine. Don't, don't know who they are. That's okay. Of course, Marnie is played by Kimberly J. Brown, mm-hmm. who we've seen in Quince. Which she did after this. Yes. I believe. Yes, um, for sure. She did, like, the same year. I think. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is 2000... Um, this no, is it's 1998. Not 19. Okay, maybe Quince was... Yeah, I think it might be Quince's later. Quince's 2000, so that's two years later. Okay. So she was 14 when she did, 13 or 14 when she did this. She would have been (gasps) 15 15 or 16 when, probably 15 when she did Quince. Dang, I remember she looks, she's a young looking 15. She looks pretty similar to what she looked in this. Yeah, that's why I thought, I mean, I really did think it was um, the same year. Um, Good Lord. When was Halloween Town 2, do you know? Halloween Town 2. I guess I could also look it up. Calabar's Revenge. 2001, so just the next year. So just after. Okay. Quince. So she she's 16 playing 15 in that. Because I was, I was worried it was okay. a lot later and she would just stop aging. <laughs> I well, feel Well, they're making it. a Halloween Town 5. TBA. Damn. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> you were like, when? <laughs> Can we watch it? Right now. I mean, obviously, I feel that <laughs> way. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, I, I liked her more in this one than I did in Quince. Absolutely, yes. But um, I still didn't love her character. You know what? I didn't either. <laughs> and I feel that, I think that's very interesting to watch it and be like, I feel annoyed by Marnie. And I obviously did not feel, I mean, I, I don't think any, any person you would ask would feel yes. that way when we watched it when we were little. We were like, hell yeah. Like, I obviously. Think it's that- that perspective of being an adult versus being a child mm. where my perspective is the way she's treating her mother is awful. Right. It's really <laughs> annoying. And I think that is sort of the, as you get older, you really tend to side with parents more. And yeah. Stuff than kids. Yeah. Cause you're like, no, you're being a shit right mm. now. You're being really mean to your mother. I like, wish, obviously this is a Disney movie, <laughs> so yeah. you're not going to get this. But what I, I really was impatient with, with their relationship in the movie and I was like you guys need to sit down and like hash this out because it is true in my opinion like she even though she is 13 she has to have autonomy over like in my opinion over this aspect of her life like she should your mom shouldn't get to make that decision for you at that she's able to understand the the witch yeah because it's yeah I'm sorry yes about her becoming a witch um it is clear that she I think they like she's interested in it like I think that 
and it's something that she can do and then decide if she wants to continue with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, in, I guess I was expecting to get a little more of a perspective on why the mother is so against. You're exactly which right. Stuff which we didn't Noth- really get. It's literally not offered in either this or the next but movie. The way they, <laughs> yeah. the way they, the way they set it up was that there was going to be a big moment where she's like, "This is why I don't." want you to be a witch but yeah there there's things really you don't that. understand and then so, you're yeah so in that earlier part when Marnie was all like why can't I like you know why have you kept this from me I was on the mom's side of being like well there must be a reason why mm-hmm. she has totally rejected her witch heritage yeah yeah obviously something bad happened yeah and Marnie um, needs to be respectful yeah, and like understand yes. that that could be the case absolutely um, and then you learn that there's just it's just that there I my, is my, it just that she married a yes, mortal? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it honestly doesn't make any so sense. So it's kind of like a bewitched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, doing, it is. It is. It's like a fifties bewitched where she's like, um, I, I, you know, I've married a mortal man, so now I have to be less witchy, and he's always like, stop being so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it could be, it could be that. Yeah, pretty much stop being so, yeah, exactly. That's the th- I mean, I just can't imagine, like, being able to do magic and not or taking advantage like, of that at all. Like, Seamus Finnegan in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. when he's talking about his family, and he's like, my dad's a muggle, mom's a witch, bit of a shock for him when he found out. I like, mean, <laughs> we all know that line. <laughs> Could it be that, uh, yes, potentially, but, you know, the husband is yeah. dead and she needs to... Yeah, I think Yeah, I, I needed that. Um, I get what you're saying that, like, yes, she is... No, team. I hear... I get what you're saying, honestly. Yeah. I do. I, it's, they don't set up a good reason for her not to be... I mean, it's hard to not be on Marnie's side. They, the yeah. logic of it is, like, mom is being a huge... They've set it up, like, mom is a wet blanket... She doesn't want Marnie to yes. do something just because adults do stuff, and I don't understand why they won't let me do stuff, but adults always won't yeah, let me do stuff. Yeah, but then they didn't give us the reasoning behind yeah. which I was expecting. Yes. This um, whole, you know, the more I think about it, like, obviously this whole thing is from Marnie's perspective. Marnie's like, I can't possibly understand. And then at the very end, what you might be able to glean is, like, there are dangerous things in Halloween Town that, you know, Marnie... Um, doesn't know about and isn't ready for but you know the the obvious counter to that is like if you train her she would be able to but also the dangerous things seem like a very recent yeah exactly yeah halloween town otherwise seems very safe and friendly and nice yeah yeah despite its name right (laughs) Um, no the whole point that aggie points out is that they all live harmoniously yeah and that this something is wrong and this is a new thing yeah yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. So, like, what is dangerous? Have we mentioned that uh, Aggie grandmother is played by Debbie Reynolds? We forgot to mention that. R.I.P. Yeah, and I forgot to mention that to Keen, which was a huge. She did. <laughs> she also specified that if I didn't like this movie, our friendship was over. That's true so. as well. <laughs> a lot of pressure so on this viewing. <laughs> potentially, I peer pressured her into whatever <laughs> uh, opinion she may may or may not have of this film. Um, that's classic me, though. I'm pretty intense about. I did actually enjoy it, though. That's good. I'm really. Although glad. part of me wonders whether my, like, um, what's the word? Uh, Enjoyment or no, just my, like, judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm interested. <laughs> My like level of something. Okay. Your <sighs> threshold for like your evaluative standards your standards one yes. of my standards for these movies has ha- dropped significantly after watching so many of horrible horrible ones. i mean here's the deal it has 100 <laughs> percent. if we had watched this first perhaps i would have been a lot You'd, more nitpicky that's i think now i'm like this is okay <laughs> and i don't need to point out stuff like i think that you are in the right spirit <laughs> you you have um understood that yeah the maybe the attitude and what you should expect i do think that um however i do so i i am thinking about like why is this like the enduring the Mm -hmm. enduring movie like i would say this and the one about him being a mermaid literally top two both directed by the same guy really yeah the 13th year 13th year is also a dwayne dunham good for dwayne i'm really happy for him (laughs) (laughs) um um they were early in the run. Yeah. We hadn't had a lot of decoms. We were all about the same, about the same age. I think, Very impressionable. I think the late 90s ones have generally been better. And that's probably because they were getting more of the theatrical release mm-hmm. people, would be my guess. Yeah. That as it went on and they were making more and more of them, it was probably the standards dropped they had to yeah because they just needed to make them yes i don't think they were coming out with one every month which is when they got really off obviously they got popular from these and then it was like we can make one of these every month and obviously not all of them are going to be good and they even knew that they were like and we're going to do some that you don't care about like ones that are based on a true story which even though i'm like i don't fucking care about okay they they drive race cars like not when you're a kid no and when like I didn't start getting into true story stuff until I was. Why would you like, care? Yeah, I don't know, like twelve or something. Like. I so I to, I told which maybe they were appealing to an old maybe those appealed to an older audience. Maybe. But I was thinking like I remember, I don't remember if I said this, but I was like I didn't watch The Color of Friendship, which is about like apartheid South Africa, oh, and right. I was like, am I racist? Was I like racist when I was little? No, I just I, don't think I wanted to. I didn't. I stayed away from the heavy ones, and they did some stuff. Yeah. There was like this one's about like a Jewish basketball also, team, and I was like, like, I don't know how if kids I want to watch. Usually that. aren't into anything political, right? Yeah, yeah. So why would you? Put something political in a kid's movie. I know. And that was, we talked about that with Eric, which is like, it's a shame that there are like two with like black leads and one of them is about apartheid in South Africa and one of them is a really great superhero movie. Yeah. Um, But it puts a lot of pressure on the, uh, on it to be. I mean, we haven't watched Color Friendship yet, but I'm also like, apartheid was over. It takes place in the 70s. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It was also a period piece. Again, is which I'm like Is it set in South Africa? No, it's set it's about an exchange and it's a oh. it's a it's a black it's an African American family and then a white South African family and they they do an exchange and the African American family thinks they're getting um a black South African and I think and there's some tension kid. because they get a white South African. Yeah. The tension would be more the black kid going into a white South African family. I know. I feel like that I might actually, be illegal. I, he, here's <laughs> the deal. I don't think there is an exchange. I think it's just the white. I think that she is oh, She is doing I like a see. homestay. Yeah. There's no... There, that You Got only it. stay that in the United States. Yes. So you're yeah. not actually in South Africa at, at all right. in that film. We're only in America. Yeah. I see. Experiencing... She's like... She has... 
she's white and she's in apartheid South Africa and then she goes to the United States, which is like in the midst of obviously civil rights. Right. Which, yeah, I don't think I wanted to watch that as a, yeah. as a nine year old or I mean, I guess they were trying to do stuff that maybe, I don't know, maybe a young black kid might. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. But at the same time, I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but probably not. <laughs> I, I don't, th- and I think, I think, I think what ended up happening happening was that the color of friendship was like shown in classrooms, and they, right. and I think that that could have been like part of it. They were like, "We'll make this, and then we can put it on VHS," because <laughs> none of these were available on. You know, they weren't. This was the distribution. It was right. only television. Um, why did we start talking about? Uh, true story ones that you didn't yeah like. <laughs> yeah so this is so i mean 13th year and this i do think it appealed to our like imaginations like this, obviously we're yeah. we're a witch or we're a mermaid like i can i want to be a this fucking mermaid. Me, this one felt very 90s mm-hmm. like it it made me think a lot of hocus pocus yeah which classic absolutely that was another one I was thinking about. I was really into Hocus Pocus as a kid. Kenny Ortega, who but later did a High School Musical. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. But but I was just thinking like yes, me with, too. Without the Halloween aspect of it, I I would just watch that movie all year mm-hmm. because I didn't know it was a seasonal movie. Yeah, of course. Why would you? <laughs> I was just like, yeah, Bette mm-hmm. Midler singing this weird shit. Love it. Yeah, like, which is talking cats, talking zombie man. Yeah, talking cats. <laughs> You're exactly, you're exactly I right. I was also very into Sabrina the Teenage Witch this time. Amazing. So there's also a talking cat in that. Like, yep, you're exactly right. I mean, so I, this is like personal, but I'm, tr- I'm like have this ongoing project about like a young girl who's like, it's not supernatural, but she's, she's like getting into witchcraft. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have like a witchcraft phase. And it yeah. is honestly, I mean, partly it's inspired by the media. True. <laughs> like we're like, oh shit, I want to be a witch because... I think you mine, can be a hot witch or whatever. But it's because you can have power. Like, you yeah. have power. You can have power, and as a kid, you have no power. Exactly. And that's very frustrating. Exactly. Yeah. And I do think it's very specific that, like, especially, I mean, witches are traditionally women, but, like, it's, like, powerful. Like, you, a woman who has, like, power. A woman yeah. who can, like, choose to not be disenfranchised. You Even as a child, you understand that, like, girls yeah. can't do some stuff that, that boys can do. And oh, for sure. And it's bullshit, and I wish I could do... And you get treated differently. You yeah. definitely notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, my witch phase perfectly aligned with Harry Potter. Uh, so That makes a lot of sense. Because I was like 10 when the first movie came out. Mm-hmm. And I had read the, the books before that, mm-hmm. the ones that had come out at that point. Right. Like um, three or four at that point, maybe. At least three. I don't know if the fourth one had come out yet. I don't maybe. remember. Yeah. Um. So I was fully into that. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, they had... There was this website online that had, like... It was sort of like a... A wizard, a Hogwarts wizarding school kind of thing, and they mm-hmm. had all of the spells and potions and all of these things, and you could like create your own. I ha- I made like a folder full of my stuff, and it was like my spell book mm-hmm. sort of thing. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was all this stuff. It was really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. I guess now it's probably just the Pottermore 
thing. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a pre... Because I don't think I... Well, at that time, I, I think I, I put myself in Ravenclaw, but now I know I'm definitely a Gryffindor. It's the same reason why people respond to, like, Star Wars. Like, good yeah. versus evil, it takes place in a cool world that has, like, cool things to explore and rules and et cetera, and et cetera. otherwise powerless person can have power. Can have, yeah, and, yeah. and wield it for good, because it obviously... Wield it for good, yes. The theme is about, like, what do you do with power? And, yes. Um, and there's always a good and a bad side to power. Yeah, yeah. So, and there, for women, it feels like, it feels like, in general, the feminine, like... Like, the power that is being abused is, like, a masculine mm-hmm. force, and the yeah. power that is used for good is a feminine force. Yeah. Um, and I think this is, not, like, there's a reason why it's, like, Grandma Aggie. It's not, obviously, yeah. the... The warlock is the bad guy. The warlock is the bad guy. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not, I mean, I know, and Marnie is a girl, and, yeah. you know, like, it, there's a reason why they weren't doing, I mean, Harry Potter is kind of an outlier in this, because it's usually Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and it's it's yeah women i mean that's because they were who mostly who were burned for being witches i mean but harry potter has the same themes yes oh my god yeah power Mm -hmm. being good and bad Mm -hmm. and then um i mean really hermione is the one that right that solves all the problems that's true as well yeah absolutely absolutely it's (laughs) yeah yes i think but i do think harry potter was like i mean was uh very interesting because it was a male, like a yes. young male going into the world, whereas we were kind of used to, I think, mostly women being associated with that. With, well, because it was witches. Yeah, cause, cause it, because of witches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then I feel like there's also an evilness to that, which is associated with women mm-hmm. having power. Oh. Where it's certainly. like... Mm-hmm. There is an evil side to it, and, and a lot of those things were more sort of us as women as witches doing good Mm -hmm. kind of is the a new take on that yeah yeah that's true as well that's true as well they were it was kind of an inherently like you're wizard of oz yeah that's a good point where like that's that big i feel like there's a big meme about that where it's always someone being like so glenda is actually the witch of the west <laughs> is it the guy who's like his her brother her sister was a witch yes, that guy so she must also be a witch yes right? yeah <laughs> right and that is really interesting because the wicked witch is presented in a typical like witchy garb whereas mm-hmm. glenda glinda is like a princess yes she has magical powers but she, but she powers, looks so like she a is princess. also a witch yeah she has <laughs> to be a witch yeah um i think it's that's a good point of the word witch are always seen as a bad thing yeah yeah and sort of more recent stuff is like no right yeah it doesn't have to be yeah that's true the witches of salem weren't really witches Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and sabrina is a witch but she like she's a good witch she's a good witch yeah that's a good yeah yeah even if they are sometimes kind of chaotic neutral (laughs) or like true neutral sometimes yeah um, uh, we haven't talked about the movie. I mean, we really. barely have. Um, a great time. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, so Marnie in the first scene, like we don't have to go scene by scene, but it does establish yeah. that Marnie, like all the kids are inside on. She's never allowed to go trick or treating. Fucking brutal. Yeah, it that, doesn't really fucking make sense to that me. That one doesn't. It doesn't. I don't, 
leave the there's I get no you reason not wanting your kid to be into witch stuff but mm-hmm. that one it's like how is her trick-or-treating like just make her wear a costume that isn't a witch yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> like it's so someone, like painful. i thought it was gonna be something like they can't go because they'll be snatched or yeah. something will happen. But no. It was... There's a lot of stuff like around the mom that has no... There are a lot of loose ends with the mom. Yeah, absolutely. That really should have been... They could have tried yes. to do something to actually have a reason. And if they we just... weren't having such a great time with Debbie Reynolds, yeah. then that would be have been in, a much larger issue. You'd be in trouble. But... You'd be in trouble. Um, I also think that Judith Hoag who plays the mom is like really good. Um, and she does feel very motherly and like appropriately motherly. And she's in all of the movies. And and she feels very much a late nineties mom. She does. She does. Uh, you know, watching the home shopping network. Yeah, that was good. Um, (laughs) wearing a baggy denim. (laughs) Classic. With her hair up and like a clip. Um, yeah, so the kids can't do shit, and Marnie doesn't understand, which makes a lot of sense. And she's thirteen, so she's quite she's like particularly rebellious, I yes. would say. Um, and but uh, then, as you say, that's probably quite late for trick or treating here. So that is true. So would she's her friends have even been doing that. I don't know. Um, yeah, were they supposed to go trick or treating? Thir- thirteen her is were on going the trick-or-treating you can i'd say when you go into high school i think 13 for a lot of people is the last year okay. you're gonna do it because you still look like a kid a lot right. of it is about like can i still pass as a child because some people are six feet tall when they're 13 and like you can't that's true there's a great storyline on freaks and geeks mm-hmm. where that happens with that because yeah. they're like 14 mm-hmm. these boys and people kind of weirded out by them going trick-or-treating yeah some of them are tall and yeah yeah stuff and yeah also because Bill goes as, like, the bionic woman. <laughs> so he's cross-dressing. And everyone's just like, what? Oh, no, yeah. It's there's like 1980 yeah. Indiana. Right. Like. That was bold of him <laughs> to yes. do. Um, yeah, so I would say that was the last the last year. And, um, yeah, obviously her friends are bummed. Uh, she's too young because you're too young to go to, like, a party on. Yeah. You still want to fucking trick-or-treat when you're thir- yeah, about 13. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, um, you're not going to drive somewhere. You're not going to. Even if you're 14, like. Yeah. Yeah, even if you're 14, really. I didn't really start going to parties until I was at least 16. Right, right. And it's and, and always on a school night, so it's not. Yeah. there's not going to be a party. Like, or there is, but it was on Saturday and your mom yes. drove you to it. You're not. Yeah, like, what do you do? At some point, you, at some point, a lot of people, you become the older sibling that, like, takes, or you go with right. a sibling that's taking. So you still get to, like, right. participate, and you get candy, but you don't go up to the door and ring the doorbell, yeah. you know? Um, I do think that's the kind of um, gray area, and then yeah. you can, and then you just start, st- I mean, at some point, you stay in, and you give out the candy. That's like, really tough for kids, You've hit puberty, and now, now this thing you always do, you're not not meant to do anymore. It certainly like, is like the first blush of the of um, getting older. Like it really is. Yeah. Like you realize you're getting older, and there's no going back. You know, it's kind. I mean, I remember feeling that way about Halloween. Like one year, I just wasn't as excited about it anymore. And I used to be. I mean, I was out of my mind excited mm-hmm. for it. Like every other year, and because um, I was like Marnie, I'm like. I'm into, 
I was as a kid, like into monsters and like reading about Halloween and just getting like I would get Halloween books out like during October. I was just the whole month was just for into it now and I think I was kind of into it then but I wasn't well you have no re- it's don't yeah. it's you're in a different culture now like quite yeah, literally exactly. so it's oh. of course it's a lot but easier to be in into Australia, it I think I would be more into it now because everyone else is more into it now well but, that makes sense too yeah um, of course yeah yeah because so many people like the spooky stuff right yeah, yeah. Y- y- that's what is so exciting about I mean it is like the brush with like things that are dangerous and things that are not of this world yeah that but you're still firmly in this world that is so attractive yeah I yeah. think um and uh that's that's who Marnie is like and and her mom is like couldn't be more um disappointed yeah. <laughs> couldn't be bummed couldn't be more bummed there's actually a thing in Salem's Lot, which we were talking about before, mm-hmm. where, like, the kid is into monsters. He just has, right. like, figurines and, and like, from from the Universal, you know, the Universal monsters. Yeah. And um, his dad's like, when are you going to grow out of this, son? And he's like, I don't know. And they're like, we're worried about you. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are such dicks. <laughs> it's okay to like. <laughs> I hate storylines and things where parents are like, aren't you a little old for this? When are you going to grow out of this? Yeah. And I was like, why do they have to grow out of anything? Yeah. Like, why can't you stop being a dick? <laughs> just stop, what if you just stop being a dick? That's especially true of like our generation, mm-hmm. where we're all clinging to childhood right. because that was the only good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he has a hobby. Like, he's not on the streets doing drugs. He, like, puts, like, little figure, like, like little um, miniatures together with, like. Yeah, I would be like, if my kid wanted to continue playing mm-hmm. for a long time, I'd be like, great. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Stay home. <laughs> don't, don't go don't, d- yeah. doing stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I'm sure it's more fleshed out in the book, but the uh, miniseries left a lot to be desired. <laughs> And it was basically just this, like, one note, like, they're worried, they're just generally worried that their child is, like, uh, disturbed or whatever. I mean, it depends on whether it's a Stephen King that was written uh, before or after, after the, he the coke. got off coke. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's after. <laughs> it's, a, it's an 80s I think one, it's, like, yes, yeah. yeah, it's 70s. Okay, then he's definitely Yeah. <laughs> It came out in 74 and then the, like the book came out in 74 and then they immediately did a miniseries because I think, I think, um, Carrie had already been, Uh, and was already unknown. Like on the cover of the book, it says from the writer of Carrie, like that's the, that's his thing. Yeah. Stephen King is really one of those ones that proves the thing of like, no one is better at writing when they're on drugs or, <laughs> or have an addiction. Like, right. Like some people think, oh, well, they're going to get off it and then they won't be able to write. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no. If he wasn't on all those drugs, it would only be 400 pages instead of 1,000 yeah. with a bunch of weird things and fucking child sex. Yeah, like, child that, wouldn't, sex. that wouldn't have been in there. That's for sure. Because his brain wouldn't have been like, this is okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, there's no child sex in um, Halloween Town. <laughs> just to bring it home. Um, just, you know, in case you were worried. In case, you, yeah. I mean, Disney, if you had any question. Disney is notorious um, for making yeah. those kind of choices. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. Grandma Aggie shows up on Halloween. Yeah. 
Um, she comes, uh, the kids don't see this, but she comes um, from a flying bus <laughs> out of the sky. Uh, and she's a lot like Mary Poppins, actually. She is, you know she's what? Got, she's got like a, a bag with magic, she, like a carpet bag. Damn, you're exactly right. She is, sorry. She said like, the kids look at her and she's doing weird things and they're like, oh, what is this? <laughs> Mary Poppins is they like, absolutely, like, what is she? Is she they, a witch? Probably. They so, first of all, you're exactly right. Second of all, um, wow, they did steal the carpet bag that the infinite carpet, carpet bag, bag just straight out of that like no she actually has to carry hers i think they added the bit where it's like the bag follows her and kind yeah. of has a mind of its own um but she has a magical carpet bag she does and she like flies down with her umbrella which is mm-hmm. exactly there fucking mary poppins good point um anyway and they're excited to see her because grandma aggie is the best and for some reason the mom is a huge dick <laughs> to grandma aggie who's an old woman that we also didn't i just really want more of an explanation of why the mother is so against which stuff like it seems like the grandmother did something yeah i was gonna say what if they had added or like which... a gilmore girls element to this which would have been interesting like the the root of guilt like like her the mom you know gets pregnant and then there's a pregnancy obviously they can't right. do this it's a disney movie but that would be like the adult the PG-13 version of this would be or like... Or was it simply just that um, Aggie didn't approve of Gwen's husband? That would have made it and, really easy. And so in because of that, she just shot yeah. off all witch things. Like, that yeah. would have made sense. And then she's like, it's been so long, I don't want my kids to, like... I this is my life now and they have yes, to like, they have to be because I'm making the decision for them. I still like the idea that she's like making a decision for her kids that maybe is like a moral gray area. Like I yeah. I keep that in, but have some re- fucking reason. I mean, I feel like a lot of decisions you would make about your kids have a moral gray area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you make a decision, you don't ever know if it's actually going to be the right decision. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just we just need like an extra five minutes of content mm-hmm. of yeah. I mean, the movie's only eighty four minutes long, so <laughs> you have that. They could add in a couple time. extra minutes to give us these explanations of why I would love these for that. relationships are like that. Yeah, absolutely. I would love, and I would again, I would love for there to be a sit down moment where <laughs> where Gwen the, have a discussion. Gwen the mom and Marnie sit down, and Gwen's like, "Here's all the stuff that seems cool, but actually, this is why this I is, don't want you to follow that." Yeah, yeah. Like, or like if you do here's what you should be aware of so that because Gwen is um sorry Marnie is a um very you know she's whiny and she has the like normal 13 but she's clearly like an intelligent like she is educated in she has some grasp on what it would mean to um be able to perform magic and especially after the events of the movie she's like okay I have some like Okay, yeah. this is what's difficult, and like obviously you have to learn how to do the spells in a certain way, and it takes mm-hmm. a lot of work. Yes, um, and you have to be trained. It takes training. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that would be yeah. As an adult, I mean, I never had that thought until I watched it this time. But that's well, what I'm course, waiting for. Why would you? Yeah. You don't yeah when you're watching <laughs> this stuff as a kid, your immediate reaction is just like parents are so mean yeah like, yeah why would they let us do whatever we want yeah and as an adult you're like many many because you just you'd have a horrible time yeah 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 if a child had to raise themselves mm-hmm. they're gonna just eat 
candy. And yeah. Like, yeah. And get sick all the time. Be so- yeah. Hurt themselves. And never sleep. Never yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. So Marnie <laughs> overhears that uh, this conversation that Aggie has with Gwen. Yes. And she also sees Aggie turn some leftover chicken into a real chicken. Yes, that's right. Um, it's classic just, magic. Classic. <laughs> it's pretty good. I did like that it was just to antagonize um, Gwen, yeah. though. Cause I did Gwen love when she's it. leaving and Gwen's like, no. And then Aggie just goes like, yeah. And, you can, and you can tell that all of the chicken that was in the fridge is now real chicken. It's a real chicken. Or, yeah. Or live chickens. Yes, in the fridge. That is that was oh. great. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like on Gwen's face and you can hear the chicken in the fridge. Yeah, so frustrated. (laughs) So Marnie... um, Marnie goes to follow her and then her little... She wakes up. Well, doesn't she wake up? She wakes up Dylan. She wakes up Dylan. I don't know why because Dylan is the... He is worst. the skeptic of Unbelievably annoying, in my opinion. Yes, like, every is. single line that he has he is. is like, You're stupid and I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan. And, and basically, it's like, which I mean, a lot of brothers can be like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, I'm not going to like this thing purely because you like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to shit on it relentlessly. I completely understand. I just, I do wish there was like a little bit more work into Dylan where it was like, at some point, yes. Dylan kind of like, it just would move. It what would just move it qualities? along. Yeah. It doesn't really have any. Yeah. Why do we, why do we like, yeah. why do we want Dylan to be around? Sophie's cool because Sophie is useful as fuck. Yeah. She has a lot of magic. Yeah. And she's into all of it. Because mm-hmm. she's a child. I mean, Dylan is obviously meant to be the skeptic that they have. Right, right. Which I guess you have to have. But... I just like at some point, I'm like, can Dylan be like 10% less skeptic? These Disney movies love to have a younger boy who is annoying, annoying and yeah. know-it-all and mm-hmm. doesn't believe in anything. Like... And it's a, what's a shame is that that actor is perfect because if yeah. that actor had been any less good but to, he's really good mm-hmm. at be at playing yeah. that character which is like i'm going to fucking murder you yeah <laughs> like no, he is. To, he's really good at it you have to chill out <laughs> <laughs> everything you say is like every line he had was like can we just go home or like we can just you know that ghost isn't real um every like, can time. you just shut the fuck up <laughs> like <laughs> like it is real there is a threat I don't know. I this just, is what we need an older teen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just shit on the kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she gets, she, Dylan basically is tricked onto the bus, um, and they take a flying bus, which Dylan is still, for they some reason. They onto the bus. Yes, yes. Take this bus to Halloween Town. Which is a flying bus, and Dylan's yes. like, golly, we must have fallen asleep, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's know. all a dream. Yeah. And then when they get there, they realize Sophie also stowed away. Mm-hmm. So all three of the kids are there. Mm-hmm. And then they don't know where to go, and they run into the mayor? Yep, who tells them, I think, where Aggie lives. Yes. Or Benny just, no- or the... And then sort of notices that... Oh, you must be Gwen's kid. Uh huh. Yeah, he wants to um, see if Gwen is. Yeah. And then, yeah, he sort of tells them. So then they get into a cab mm-hmm. with the wonderful skeleton taxi driver. <laughs> Those special effects were quality. I agree. <laughs> it was like a really How? legit, like 
puppet, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. His eyebrows moved and his had, mouth moved. He's like a and... skeleton with like really sunken eyes. Mm-hmm. And then he's got big all teeth. All parts of his face would move. Yeah. So he was extremely expressive. Yes. Yes. Which was really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I do think Benny. Um, stays with you especially when he gets uh evil and yeah. he's like it's like quite scary get in the car yeah and he grabs him with his hand and you're yeah. like oh my god oh, no. <laughs> let him go um but yes he was really cool yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you liked him benny yeah. is one of the i think things I love that the physical effects yeah absolutely a practical big, like big an animatronic yeah. or whatever yeah uh um, yeah so then they, the best. So they find aggie um, who, when we get to her, I one of my favorite jokes. Yeah. Do you remember this? I don't think I do. She ta- she she opens instant witch's brew. Yeah. She oh, pours it in. Bubble, bubble toilet. Chocolate. And then she yeah. microwaves it under bubble bubble. The microwave has a bubble <laughs> boiled. No, a bubble, toil, and trouble yes, that's it. setting. Yes. And she presses bubble twice and then toil and trouble. Just, and then leaves it to go. So fucking fun. That, that's like a really good that was joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then the kids show up. and Kids show up and then she has been noticing, um, Aggie has been noticing something weird in Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. And so they all try to investigate it. And as they do... Aggie and Gwen end up being frozen by some weird guy. And so, they, <laughs> and so the kids are tasked with trying to find this, like, talisman. She's given them the them. talisman. They need to figure out how to make it work. And they need to, because the instant witch's brew yes. didn't work, they have to make it from scratch. So then it's, there's, like, a fun and games yeah, portion where they to go collect all the pieces yes. that they need. Which I always, I remember, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. sweat of a ghost and some... And werewolf then, hair, etc. Yeah. Et yeah. And then eventually we find out that the weird guy is the mayor. Yep. In in a in a story turn that I felt was very pertinent to today, where it was, you know <laughs> The politician. No, I was thinking more just a straight white man that uh, feels slighted because yeah. Gwen wouldn't date him. Yeah. And so now he's like, I'm gonna destroy everything mm-hmm. because you wouldn't date me. <laughs> how how relevant. <laughs> there's very interesting um in this and the second movie there are very interesting uh returning like racial for lack of a better term or like it's obviously Mm -hmm. species but like how we've been disenfranchised by and like how we get back on the um humans that have made us feel worth worthless um which i didn't remember that but that is obviously like aggie explains that the the myth Mm -hmm. is like Correct me if this is wrong, but they lived together. Humans and monsters lived together, and um, and they were constantly antagonizing each other because the monsters, the humans hated the monsters because they had powers and were mm-hmm. different. But I don't know how you describe different when they're living. Together. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And then the monsters hated the humans because they were receiving like because they were being pre- prejudiced against them. Uh. So then they magically split the worlds. Um, into a uh, Halloween town and, and the mortal world, right? Um, and uh, so the monsters could live in peace, live in peace amongst each other. So Apparently, there's no antagonism within the species, right? There's just mortal versus. So witches are included in monsters, then? Yeah. So there's a bit of a yeah. Okay. So yeah, the all anybody. Ma- I guess all those people. It says mortal, so I guess they're immortal. Mm-hmm. Like you're inherently that's the division, and so it's all like even pe- things that look like 
um, people like a witch, right. which is a lot different than like all of the. I mean, listen, audience, if you haven't watched Halloween Town, <laughs> the reason you need to go back and watch it is because when they're like exploring the town, all of the masks and the different creatures that are in Halloween Town is like half the fun. They're pretty of wonderful. It. They're super wonderful, and the best part is that they're all just masks. Yeah, everybody has just white skin. Tone. They do. <laughs> they're all just people. They're all just people with just- masks. It's very much like a 1950s style suburban town. Yeah, yeah. There's a square with the the jack o' lantern that plays a big part. Connection. Yes, yes. And um, my my favorite monster are are the people that are just pumpkin heads. Yep. (laughs) Again, just like Caucasian skin tone. Yep. (laughs) Just pumpkin heads. Just a bunch of white people. Oh my god. That's when you actually look at it and you realize that they didn't make any attempt to to do anything with their skin, but it's just the masks slayed me absolutely they really didn't slayed think me. about those things 20 years ago no and they were like <laughs> well just sorry i made like a vague gesture yeah. of like, it was like yeah, it's fine. who cares who cares no there's no racial diversity i mean no. inherent quote unquote inherently there is racial diversity because they're all sp- like different species but, but they're all white a bunch of white <laughs> it's all white <laughs> i don't know if they thought it would be overcomplicated if like I don't know, but just they might. Like, may, yeah, they're like uh, the default skin tone is not giving kids white. enough credit. Yeah, exactly. Also, I mean, I guess maybe their argument was that kids wouldn't notice that, and it's like yes and no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they, I. They also wouldn't have noticed if it was. Completely yeah, exactly. Mixed, but that, since they wouldn't notice, but don't, that might. Yeah, you know, in the future, have colored their yeah understanding yeah. of things. It's one hundred percent true that I didn't I didn't remember anyone having any kind of human skin tone. You know what I mean? I did well, not remember. I mean, when that. I was a kid, I didn't notice any of that. Like, if I had watched a movie that only had black people, I don't think I would have yeah noticed that I, that that was different. Right? Like, yeah. I did watch a number of movies mm-hmm. like that. I think you just like oh, it's a movie. And yeah. These are just the people that are in it. Like, you don't really think about that stuff. I was just thinking about the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion, which was like, good for them for making it a black family. Yeah. Um, that was exactly what they should have done. I feel like when you're a kid, you you notice more age and maybe gender. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. You know. We don't give kids enough credit. I think that they think that white kids will be t- they, tuned into it and it, they won't. No. They just don't, they don't care. I, I only, I would only care how old is this kid? Are they the same age as me? Right, do I and feel, yeah. is it a girl? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the only connection I would make. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what their skin color was, who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah, why do you care? Yeah, yeah. Kid, kids generally don't care. Yeah, Unless they've been, been actively, they've been actively taught to be racist. Yes. I suppose that might be a Which thing. I wasn't. Right, so yeah. I'm, I'd say the majority of our children are not actively yeah, you, taught you have to, to be taught that. Yeah, it yeah. You're not inherently like that. Right, right. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. so the monsters, I just wanted to point out, my favorite thing was that the monsters were like, they just had not done anything to the actors, yes. like hands or arms. Um, they just put it a was mask just on them. the masks. And they were really elaborate, like obviously, obviously bespoke masks. Um, bespoke. <laughs> but, um, just a really detailed mask and then nothing, you know, nothing yeah, else. Yeah, So, yeah, so witches who are, uh, for all intents and purposes, like, human-looking. And then um, a lot of very unhuman-looking um, monsters, uh, monsters um, yeah. are the residents of Halloween Town. And um, 
so Aggie has this talisman that is gonna it's um it's like a dragon foot with a ball on yeah, it. Yeah. It's like a yeah, it's like a sort of stick. It's like a stick. <laughs> but like with, a baton. With like claws and yeah. then the claws hold like a orb. An orb, yes, a glass orb. Yeah. Um I wanted to say that for the first time in my life I did I realized that the um spell that they say is not nonsense i thought it was just nonsense but it is old welsh right and it is taken they did say that they, they did but yeah. i didn't i didn't know welsh was a language when i used to you know what i mean Got that it. word didn't mean yeah. anything to me um um fair enough i thought yeah i for sure thought it was uh anyway it is um it's part of a poem from the 10th century that has nothing to do with anything Got which it. is really disappointing because it is about Mer- it's actually about Arthur. It's it's taken from okay. verses about Arthur, but it it's really have a connection it's like this. here is the grave of Mach, which remember, she says Betty Mach, Betty right. Gefir. So it's like yeah. here's the grave of Mach and here's the grave of Gefir, you know, right. Gefir, um, and then some other fucking verse about their grave. It's called the poem is like the poem of the graves and it's just about all these people who have died yeah. and here and there and the the narrator is standing in front of the graves and telling you about what those people did yeah. in life yeah. i mean i mean it's they not, almost it's, had it <laughs> it's not surprising that you would think welsh was just a made-up language because it sounds like a made-up language that's exactly why it's probably one yes. of the most complicated languages in, in the world in the world i, I think um Yes, and I can. I th- it's just a series of letters that shouldn't be there <laughs> that create that don't make sense. <laughs> that and so and the letters together create a a, a um, vowel sound, which create is very confusing because they're consonants. Yes. Um. Anyway, it is it is a it is a piece of poetry. It is a real thing. Okay. Fascinating. Yep, yep. Um. And uh, yes, and um, they have to remember, and then it's become so. Sophie obviously. MVP of this movie, yes. Sophie Deus Machina. Every single time they Pretty meet classic something, Disney trope of there's an annoying brother who's vi- mostly useless, and then there's a <laughs> younger Sophie there's a younger useless. sister who is very helpful but yeah. often ignored. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sophie like at every single turn. Sophie gets them into Aggie's house initially because she, like, knows how to use her magic and doesn't even know that she knows it. She remembers the spell, which is an incredibly complicated piece of text. Um, And then she does one other thing that's, like, um, very cool (laughs) that she... That she like recognizes something. Oh, she just that she's fucking telepathic or whatever. That she 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 has a sixth sense. She like knows stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She like she knows that Benny is infected with the the bad yeah. spell, and she knows when people are coming, and she's just mm-hmm. Sophie needs her own spinoff. We say it every time. What would the spinoff or what would the sequel be? Yeah. Obviously, it would be about Sophie. She is the most valuable player of that family, yeah. far and away. I for bet she is more sure. powerful than Marnie because she started. Oh, for sure. Um, she clearly has a better like um, the youngest is instincts. always the best. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> I'm the youngest as well but when you think about it. Yes. <laughs> and the middle child. And the middle child. <laughs> it's crazy. I could be all of those things. I'm just looking at my notes right now. Oh, here's what I liked. So they go into the theater 
the theater that is closed down is like so so people in the town are turning evil like mm-hmm. they're everyone's very friendly that you have to understand that about Halloween town they're everyone is default lovely. lovely but some people that Aggie knows well are becoming yeah really weird and like aggressive mm-hmm. and, and then and quickly changing yes. that way and then just completely vanishing Gone. yeah which yes apparently aggie is the only one in the whole town who's n- noticed this the, and yeah. the mayor brushes her off um calabar is his name um totally brushes her off anyway she discovers through luke um that they're all like when they quote unquote disappear they disappear into the um theater where they're like mm-hmm. sitting and like just in a suspended state of animation anyway this is all to say that when Gwen and Aggie get fro- Gwen gets frozen by Calabar yeah. in the theater trying to save Aggie there's a great line where Aggie is reaching out very sad yeah and she says it's just an evil spell that freezes us <laughs> which is like so She's trying to calm the children down. Like, it's fine. It's It's just an evil spell that freezes us. You, 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 exactly. Like, you, even though we have, even though Calabar, so they're all in the theater and it is kind of scary because they're like cobwebby and stuff. Calabar comes, appears and he says they're very much alive. They're in a state of suspended animation. Like, he basically puts that out. I thought that was so funny that because Aggie and Gwen are now affected, they probably had to put in a line. So that we so all the, know. So the kids wouldn't be like, they are dead. Yes. Oh, God. So the, so the, the audience kids, you yes. know, are like, okay, they're fine. They're fine. They're going to be we fine. We can save them. Yes. Yeah, they are yeah. savable. Also because, you know, Marnie comes outside and she, she's upset, but she's not like um, uh, completely inconsolable. And it's because she's like going to rally the troops. They're going to put the spell we, together, you know. There is a way to fix yeah, this and we can do it. Exactly. So we have to just go do it. Yes, like. yeah. So now we need to focus on doing that. Yes. Which, you know, I guess to Marnie's credit, like that is a very intense thing to have happen. And she really does like step up. And, you know, all the kids step up and they, they – Apart from Dylan, they really yeah. need Sophie and Marnie. I mean, but at the same time, I kind of feel like Marnie is almost, like, not seeing the gravity of the situation and more just like, ooh, I'm going to get to use magic That's now. 100% true, yes. <laughs> I do think, though, that they have to uh, – that is a, a choice that they made because they yeah. don't want it to be too grave because they don't want to scare, well, yeah. Yeah. you know. This is not a scary movie It's at not all. a scary – yeah, exactly. Which is, why, again, why it's, you know – uh, mom's got a date I was gonna yeah. say mom's got a date with the boogeyman it's vampire. genuinely what I was gonna say because I'm thinking about don't look under the bed yes which is a um a scary movie that right. was too scary and they had to stop airing it because yeah. it was too goddamn scary for for you know right. I'm thinking about the kids that I'm like that I babies my, you know my mm-hmm. cousin's kids like it's too scary for you should have a, a four-year-old should be able to watch it yeah should be able to watch these movies and be a little bit scared yeah. And and a four year old, a four year old can't watch. Not terrified. A four year old can't watch. Don't look under the right. bed. It's way too scary because it's the prosthetics and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, the that's what makes Halloween Town so great. Is like nobody is. They're like kind of icky. It's like a friendly. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Friendly. That's such they're a good friendly. point. Yeah, like. yeah. The monsters are like bizarre, but they're not frightening. At any point. Calabar is frightening in his, um, when Calabar transforms into that 
thing where he has the mask. Like, you know, they put the actor in some yeah. kind of, like, like, makeup. Like, when they in that theater, that's kind of, that's a scary moment. Yes. And then at the very end, when they're trying to fight him to... And Marnie gets frozen. But it's, like, two seconds, and they're not... It's yes. not very scary. It's no. more, like, suspenseful. Yeah, yeah. I do remember Marnie getting frozen and being like, oh, shit. Like, right. like that was, that's, that, for, for a Disney movie, that goes hard. Because usually your hero is never really. But then she still saves the <laughs> Yes. Drops Because she's so strong. And then the family saves the town yeah. by working together. They do. And that's and pretty cool. And save themselves. In the process. From, from falling apart. <laughs> You're exactly right. Um, the spell. Oh, yeah. I wrote about the spy. Oh, I said the guy playing Calabar is giving his all. <laughs> like when he does the um, step, the uh, the final monologue from the steps where he's like, the more, like he's like really projecting and he's, you know what I'm saying? His yeah, final yeah. thing where he's like, we have to take control over the mortals because they've banished us to Halloween Town, yeah. which seems like the best place ever. And people can do magic, which is fucking cool as well. Yeah. Um, but we have to take over. Anyway, he just really, I just, I admired um, that guy. And I can't remember his name. I think his first name's Robert. I don't remember. In my head, it was uh, Mr. Um, uh, it, it was the guy from Mom's Got a Day with Vampire. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In my head. It was Mr. Sheffield. In my head, the villain. Because they both have dark hair, which is uh, like the, yeah. the prototypical it, villain. Who is this guy? Let's find out. It is Robin Thomas. Robin Thomas. Is he uh, working? Mm, he doesn't have much. No. Well, he has been in some things. He was in Pacific Rim. Oh, good for him. Oh, he's 70. Goodness. Wow. It looks like he's done stuff. Uh, not that much, though. Yeah. All these people, they're... I mean, I know it's because they get older, but their career, like really slows down yeah like i think he's done one episode of a couple shows but hopefully he's made some good investments and he's just he's doing just fine yeah yeah um Mm. shit i think we've i think we made it did we do the whole movie we have did you have anything left to say no you liked it i did great that's great (laughs) Halloween Town 2 is not as good. I'm not going to lie to you. Good to know. Going into it. I don't know about Halloween so Town I can, 3. I can rip into that one more and it won't ruin our yeah, friendship. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's disappointing. In some ways it's uh, fine. And in some ways it's, you know, but it's because, again, like Halloween Town 1, I don't know how good it is. Like, it's the mystique of it, the 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 nostalgic it's, feeling I get when I watch it is. I wouldn't say it was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was okay. Good. Debbie Reynolds is excellent. We didn't talk enough about her. She, like no. maybe we should talk about her really fast. Um, she's great. <laughs> she's great. I mean, that's really all you could say. I think that Debbie Reynolds is more than fifty percent of why. Um, not obviously, no. As a six-year-old, you don't know who she. She is. makes the movie. She makes the movie. She For absolutely sure. does. She is so delightful. I do think the mom is even though she is like the wettest blanket. Like I do. There's something about her that like she really feels correct yeah. for the role because she again she was in all four movies I yeah. think they like wanted her back 
Dylan, as to an extent, the siblings like interrelationship is also and just I don't I, I don't know I think they just hit it right and I don't think you always know why it gets hit right but in this case yeah they hit it right um and again it was an earlier one because I mean I have said that but like the ones that really stick with you are the ones that people talk about the most are yeah um tend to be the earlier ones for sure um and then occasionally something like get a clue which sticks with you because I truly think the fashion like the fashion, like, I mean, Lindsay Lohan probably. There's something about Lindsay Lohan. She's, she's obviously good. Um, there's something about, like, Lindsay, because we were a little bit older. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we were all older when we watched that. Our, our peer group, the people we talked to. And um, there's something about her, like, how fucking, like, she just rules the world. Like, you, you, you just, you're, I she's mean, very attractive like... because she's so in control and she's so, she seems so mature. She's supposed to be 14 or whatever. Yeah. I feel like if you'd seen oh. The Parent Trap, which pretty much everyone did. We absolutely did. Um, yeah. Yeah. She was just so memorable from that that if yeah. she popped up in anything, you were like, oh, Lindsay Lohan. That's true. I didn't even or, think about the fact that she had already been in something so recognizable. Yeah. And then also, I think Teenage Drama Queen, because this was before Mean Girls. Yes. I don't know the order there, but she was – definitely Parent Trap was um, – I think because yeah. of all the kids movies she did, that was, it was a bigger jump for me to get to Freaky Friday and then Mean Girls. Yeah. Because I was, yeah. there was a big disconnect. I was like, can Lindsay Lohan do a teen thing? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, and then obviously she could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something, I don't know. I mean, I sometimes, you know, sometimes when you're trying to pull apart why something works or doesn't work, it's like, is it the writing? Is it the acting? Is it both together? Like sometimes, sometimes yeah. I think something is the acting when really the writing just sucked and the actor just was like For sure. not good enough to overcome it. But it was because it was such a, you'd have to get such an exquisite actor to yeah. make this work, which does happen sometimes. It does a I th- lot. Yeah. It do- yeah. I think Debbie is. D- but at the same time. A bad actor can make a good script horrible. It's it. You yes. really need a combination. You of need all you, yeah. They of ha- the writing, the directing, and yeah. the acting. Yeah, like. yeah. I think Debbie Reynolds is someone who like elevates like the character sure. becomes Debbie. Like if it wasn't Debbie Reynolds, I think this would be a much worse movie because you wouldn't have that sort of enigmatic yeah like performance that you. As soon as she yeah. comes on screen, you're just like, I want to watch the film. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think I'm under under um, estimating. I think that just their relationship, like how much you care about mm-hmm. about her, and um, by by proxy, you care you care about Marnie as well. Yeah. But like, you really care about her, and you care about them together. And I think there is like a desire to, especially kids who have a really good relationship with their grandparents, like that was a really lovely relationship and it's yeah. fresh because you don't get a lot of grandparents in these movies you mostly get parents you know so that was and obviously Aggie's like the cool I mean the coolest grandma you could ask for yeah. so I think that was really smart on the I don't know whose idea that was obviously but like that could be in addition to it being like a really fun and like you said friendly without being scary yes kids love Halloween they want it to be fun without being scary yeah and Debbie Reynolds by yourself was yeah. like this is over like <laughs> yeah. you don't need anything more it's like putting Julie Andrews in a movie yeah yes yeah the tone Just, is set yes <laughs> exactly (laughs) you can't you yeah that's exactly right yeah she's that's such a good comparison you just know 
it's a friendly like yeah so i love that i like that i'm so happy you liked it well yeah so i guess yeah the question do we is, want this team i i mean with reservation <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um how much did i like it how much did you like it I liked it as much as, do you remember that crazy, like, knitting needle woman that popped up at one point? It was, she was a pincushion, right? She's a pincushion. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got her out, she's like, wow! <laughs> and I was like, who is this woman? That doesn't make any sense. She's no, incredible. You know what's so funny about it is I, in my head, I was like, is she part pincushion? Is that what her, is who that knows? what her, as a monster, is that what she is? Like, she also she's just part... popped up inexplicably. Ugh. And then she left has and notes. never came back. She's <laughs> like, she's like perfect for that job because she can stick the notes in herself. Right. Listen, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> it is a baffling. Was she the mayor's like assistant? She's the assistant. She's right. a receptionist. Okay. Yeah. So she comes in and she's like, uh, there's a, someone left a note. But uh, she's just like, wow. Yeah, it's so good. Um, my, uh, I like it as much as the Yeti that runs the ice cream shop. <laughs> so classic it's funny because they actually show it and then the joke is later they actually they're in the ice cream shop and there's a big white monster Mm -hmm. that is a fluffy monster that like hands a cone to somebody adorable and he has a little paper hat on adorable and you're like don't really know what you're looking at and then later luke who we didn't really talk about but who cares Uh um is like the I should take you out for an ice cream. The Yeti, uh, the Yeti, right. like not even a Yeti. The Yeti runs an ice cream shop down the street, and I was like, "Oh my god, You're like, hilarious!" Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, what did you think of the guy that sold sold the brooms? Because he used to scare the. He actually, I think they made him unintentionally I, too scary. I felt he was extremely nineties because <laughs> I feel like he was an Elvis. Elvis had a really big like return mm-hmm. in characters at mm-hmm. that time i remember a lot of stuff where it was like elvis yeah. um i wonder why did anything did something happen that i don't think him? so i don't know okay he um because he dead. he's like a um the character uh if, if you remember is a uh like almost like a skeletal kind of but he has like his skin yes. is very tight and he has no nose and I was That's like right. it to me that was unintentionally frightening because it's yeah um, I could see that being frightening you know I how big that way you, I don't know if you've ever heard about this like test quote this test that they do psychologically where they're like babies can recognize a human face and they're disturbed by things that almost look like a human face because mm. they're smart even from a very very yeah, very yeah. young age they understand like that's a human face and that is almost human face but I don't like it um babies know a lot more than we think they do they they just haven't learned to talk yet right apparently like a baby from like six months ish knows Mm -hmm. exactly everything you're saying really but hasn't yet learned to talk so Mm. can't communicate that's upsetting Um, (laughs) but that's why you should read to your children because they know what you're saying right they just can't tell you what they think yeah Um, yeah i know that babies can also um like distinguish between animals which is something that like obviously we hmm. can't do if you have two cats that look like similar a baby can tell the difference because they're so i can see that they're so tuned into like distinguishing well and i guess visuals are kind of all they have yeah i think that's because they yeah. can't talk right so yeah yeah anyway i think that um 
that it was what was like I was like I didn't like that scene you know how it like when you're little you're like ah, yeah. I'll like kind of hide for this scene and I'll just, like. that one didn't I loved that she was picking out a broom I also didn't like that Luke I remember thinking very being very cringe cringing a lot at how shitty Luke was mm-hmm. to Aggie like to her face yeah and I was like it made me very uncomfortable because I think Talking talking back to an adult was like the scariest thing you could do, and he also didn't really fit with the town, right? Right. But I guess that's because he's bad. He's under the influence of yeah, become good again. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, and then they call Luke a wiener, and it's really funny. They do. Mm -hmm. What a word. Well, that was delightful, and I'm excited to do Halloween Town 2 with you, regardless yeah. of what you think. Look it out is... for Halloween Town 2 in two weeks. Yeah. Halloween Town 2 weeks. There you go. Have some candy corn. Yeah. In the meantime. In the meantime. Enjoy this season. Enjoy the spooky season. <laughs> spooky season. <laughs> this one goes out to all the spooky boys. Yeah. Yeah. Goes out to the spooky boys. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bye. Bye.